When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Hello and welcome to episode 106. Yes, 106 of Robins on the Wire. Another catch up on all on all things Bristol City. And my special guest this week is the exiled Robin, who I'm going to talk to you very shortly. You're going to discuss the uh, the Wigan game, the ousting from the FA Cup against uh, Shrewsbury Town in midweek. Did you go up there on uh, Tuesday night? It was blooming cold up there, I thought. Um, and then I'm going to discuss a little bit about transfers, the latest, because we know that's the big story at the moment. Um, a f- few bits on outgoings, a, a couple of incoming bits, and uh, going to round off hearing from uh, the head coach and also uh, Adam Nige, as he's uh, been telling me his name is pronounced this afternoon. So, yeah, first off, here's um, a little discussion I had with uh, Paul, the exiled Robin, earlier today, um, basically discussing where Bristol City are at the moment. They've obviously just been hit by the huge transfer blow that Eddie and Ketia is not going to be arriving. Um Knocked out of the FA Cup, no chance to play Liverpool. Unfortunately, they, they miss out on that mouth-watering tie and, and really, really need a, a win probably against Barnsley to keep their uh, pursuit of the top six going. So here's what Paul the Exiled Robin had to say. So, Paul, thanks very much for joining me. Let's maybe start off with the matches then. And what do you make of the Wigan game and also the, yeah, obviously the, the FA Cup ousting from Shrewsbury Town? Um, how big a result was it against the Latics? Um, and how bad a result, I suppose, uh, obviously very bad, um, against Shrewsbury Town? I think, yeah, if you put uh, performances aside for a second, it's probably the right way around, despite, yeah, the lack of obviously missing out the Liverpool game. But yeah, you want to win the league games, we must our primary objective for the season. And a win at Wigan was exactly what was needed after, you know, a difficult move December and early January. Um, very much needed. Um, we obviously beaten Wigan and Newsom recently in the league, I've seen two teams managed it again, so we have to sort of go down and put, put something on. Um, and yeah, I think if he's on to get a player to put Tuesday night against Shrewsbury out of their minds um, this weekend, then yeah, you're looking at a, a couple of results in the league which have not gone too badly recently and you know so that's our primary objective and we're only one point off the playoffs and that's got to be the main aim for the season and that's, I think that's what you've got to be focusing on Yeah sure I, how much pressure do you think Lee Johnson is under at the moment I've, I obviously I see on your um, Twitter feed obviously some fans uh, are very vocally Lee Johnson out but then I thought there was a very interesting tweet you, you posted from a, a long time Bristol City fan who was basically saying Bristol City have never really been an established top team at all uh, over the long time he's been watching them so basically um, Bristol City fans should be careful what they wish for in your assessment where, maybe where is the scale at the moment between the Lee Johnson out people and Lee Johnson in? Yeah, I think it's difficult to gauge, isn't it? I think there's, a, there's obviously a very 
you about this uh, whole Eddie and Ketia situation uh, in a second but but yeah Barnsley up next and it's, it's only one win when I was just checking the stats only one win in their last five home games for Bristol City now and yeah there's there's going to be a bit of frustration shown probably this weekend isn't there unless unless City can make a very good fast start against Barnsley and and do you yeah how, how you've kind of addressed that this already but how much is it must win this weekend I mean do you, do you think Lee's going to be under huge pressure if, if, if they don't get a result this weekend because because I think I, I think if they don't win this one I think yeah there's going to be some heavy scrutiny yeah I think again there's that home pressure I think I'm seeing it very similar actually to the Luton game about going into that coming off the bat of a you know a loss at Charleston with a disappointing home performance before Christmas I thought Luton was like that I thought you know we struggled to get going against Luton and it got some nil nil maybe even down at half time that atmosphere was going to be yeah pretty pretty horrible atmosphere for everyone I think it's going to be similar Saturday yeah I think if we can get going and you show that we've beaten Luton and Wigan we're beating the bottom teams at the moment which is a bit of a difference to standard Lee Johnson form uh, since the University City if we can get going early yeah everyone's happy you know it's always going to be the case um, but yeah I think any sort of struggle the frustrations of losing a true going to lose my Liverpool match the frustrations of Eddie and Katia the frustrations of our run of form will all come to boil and again I think one thing I would say about the pressure he's under, the London fans have always been very um, acutely aware of the impact of the current state of play on season trial sales. And they'll have more than half an eye on yeah, the end of February or whenever they're going to put those on sale. And they certainly don't want a club that's in the doldrums and facing fan sort of mutiny at that point. But that will have a massive effect on our future earnings, which is obviously critical to the yeah, sure. Good point. Very good point. Just on Eddie and Ketia that you mentioned there, then it's obviously been widely um, reported across the media, not just us, um, but yeah, Sky Sports and The Athletic and everybody saying obviously that 
that Arsenal have decided to keep him for the rest of the season. I think David Ornstein was even saying that Bristol City were uh, where Arsenal intended to send him on loan if if uh, he wasn't going to uh, stay there. And then obviously we saw, annoyingly, I, I think in hindsight, we saw uh, the blooming Arsenal website even uh, almost trolling Bristol City by putting that badge up, showing him on loan at Bristol City. And but that hasn't come to pass. So what was your reading of that situation? I, I, I guess it's a big blow to miss out on him, but they, they will have other targets that they'll be going for. Yeah, I'll be honest. Um, a couple of things for me. Um, firstly, I was always a bit worried, given the hype last summer, given the hype of what's going on now, he was going to be seen as the silver bullet, and he might not have been. That's an awful lot of pressure for him to come to a club and suddenly perform and score 12 goals in the second half of the season. What would you like to see? And not obviously what would you wish to see, but realistically, what would you like to see? Given that, and I think this is the main problem, is just the level of competition of clubs yeah. who are looking for strikers at the same time. You've got Everyone wants to strike exactly yeah, Leeds, Leeds, obviously heavily linked with Shea Adams, Forest Wednesday, yeah, yeah, in the mix for Enketia. I think Reading, I've seen this morning, Birmingham City, another one looking for strikers. Literally every club it wants the strikers to make the difference. So realistically, what what could you see happening this window? I think given that, I think, you know, I think I'm patient generally, but if you know, given that, you want to get in early, it's not just a something. Someone's just gone and made a move this, this month, and one or two other clubs have, but not many have, so it's not as if everyone else is signing players and we're not. I think what, we're after, what we seem to be after is another centre back, and I think there's arguments against that, but if they like without their Baker injured, Callas is still injured, we do need that centre back. I, I, I'm pretty confident on that. And it seems to be, just from the stories and the link to the players, it seems to be maybe two strikers and two different types. One a, one a target man, maybe more experienced man. Um, Someone to come on and hold the ball up and, and influence play later on, maybe give us a second option off the bench uh, if we want to go a bit more direct and, and get those crosses in. And then uh, yeah, a younger piece here, or to get behind. So I guess now you're looking at, obviously in Katia, but you're looking at the likes of um, Scott Hogan, Shane Long, maybe that sort of player who might be available. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sure they've got five or six different options in each of those categories. And um, they'll be doing everything they can to secure one, if not both of those, in the next, uh, next two weeks. 
Yeah, absolutely. And obviously we've seen Rodri released this week, which wasn't a great surprise, but probably hints that they are going to definitely bring somebody in. So, well, it was only ever a short-term plan, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we knew that. It's like a big, big bat. We're going to have to have a line. They're a very, very short list of available strikers, and it was worth taking a punt on someone, and that's all we did. And it, yeah, it hasn't worked out. I'm not sure that's what we can, uh, we can criticise too often, but we still need some options up and some different options to change the game when we need to. Sure. Just, just finally, they have brought one player in, uh, in in a roundabout way, and that is uh, Jamie Patterson returning, and he was in good form at the weekend against Wigan. Do you, do you think he can have a big impact between now and the end of the season? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm possibly a bit more with Jamie Patterson than my many fans, but I think he he certainly offers us something different. Um, why he went, I don't know. Whether it was partly FFB, maybe it was partly just to move a bit like maybe Marlon Pat there was appealing. He got a bit comfortable in the dressing room and a bit, you know, a bit relaxed about his status here. But, you know, hopefully he can come back. Got a real point to prove. Um, I think you're for the same difference. He can get a couple of strikers, which not many of the midfielders do. Um, creates those opportunities to score for himself. He can use both feet. He can shoot with both feet. He can play the ball in. And he, and he interlinks all the strikers, which, again, apart from maybe Casey Palmer, who we haven't really seen in that position. I'm not sure we've really got a midfielder who, another midfielder who does that. So definitely a good option. Um, and hopefully I say to really, you know, come back and really prove a point to Tilly Johnson and say, you know, he's never gone out in the first place. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So well, I think, what, two two weeks left of the market, so uh, I guess we'll see what happens there. But thanks very much for joining me, Paul. Speak to you again soon. Cheers. Moving on then, just want to uh, basically... Before we before we go into transfers, I want to talk very briefly about the the two games we've just seen and just give you my thoughts on them. Just just Wigan, I thought that was a very very important win for Bristol City because I think the pressure would have really built on Lee Johnson if Bristol City hadn't won. And it's also, as I said there to to Paul, um, the exiled Robin. I think it's it's a real boost for the club that they've got an experienced player like Jamie Patterson back. As, as anyone who's been listening to this podcast series knows, I am a huge fan of Jamie Patterson. Bang the drum for him for, for a long time. And I just think he, the reason for that is because he consistently um, delivers something on the pitch, not not in maybe the ratio we, ideally we, we would like. He's not obviously scoring a, a goal every three games. It's, it's more like a goal every four games or something, his ratio. But then he does offer assists as well. So I think he's one of the most creative players in the squad and I think he's, he's a valuable asset for the team moving forward. And he could be a key player on the, on the run-in, especially with his experience as well. He's been, as he was saying to me after the Wigan game himself, he's been at the club for four years now. I think he's one of the longest serving players, obviously Corey Smith apart. I think Patson might be the next one, or maybe Bailey Wright or Brown. He'll have to check on that. But but yeah, he's certainly been at the club for a, a long time now and, and he knows what it's all about. And he, he honestly believes that there's a chance of making the top six this season if the squad sticks together, believes and and, and yeah, and can get the results on the pitch. And yeah, it, it was a fantastic introduction to the game for, for him last weekend at the DW Stadium goal and assist. A great play from Famara Jeju as well. Golden assist for him as well. I actually thought that was the best we've seen Famara Jeju play yet. However, moving on swiftly to the Shrewsbury game, and <laughs> as is the way, I thought Famara Jeju was put in one of his worst performances up at Shrewsbury. Actually, he was very good at holding up the ball, but 
he had the best chances in the game for City and particularly that one where just before the break he was clean through one-on-one couldn't beat the Shrewsbury Town goalkeeper remember they haven't got Max O'Leary either so it's their second choice goalkeeper and and then I, that, there was that chance just after the break as well which was maybe even better I think in fact that was set up by Patterson again so a little a little um, nice combination developing between those two players and I think Patterson rolled it back uh, for for um, Fam to then side foot a goal and that was a very good chance and I think he sliced it horribly it didn't even go anywhere near the goal um, yeah some great chances for Andy Vyman as well but he's not particularly in form and I make those two guys Jeju and Vyman as chief culprits really as to why Bristol City didn't go through in the FA Cup because I just thought they had the chances and they had needed to be more clinical Fair enough. You could argue that not enough chances were created. We didn't see much from the uh, from the midfield. Pat- Patterson rarely threatened a little bit. Eliasson was whipping in those crosses, but we didn't see any um, too many goal scoring chances for him. I think there was one I remember in the box, and he, and he made a bit of a hash of that. So yeah, not to be in the FA Cup this year, and. Uh, after the game, I spoke to head coach Lee Johnson uh, on a couple of things. Uh, just to give you the heads up here, I thought it was interesting what, what Lee Johnson said on Nathan Baker. Obviously, a bit of an issue now with Nathan Baker continually coming off in the first half of games with injuries. Here's what Lee had to say about it. And also, as he addressed the Eddie and Ketia thing, which we've covered in passing, and I'm going to talk about in a little bit more depth after this. Obviously, incredibly frustrating and disappointing night tonight. How, how are you going to reflect on that? Yeah, well, I'm disappointed because we wanted to win the game. You know, we picked a strong team that we felt was capable of winning the game. I think we had numerous chances to go sort of one, two, three, and should be done well because when we let them off the hook, and then they look dangerous on the counter attack. And um, again, there's some good play tonight. And, and on another day, maybe we score three or three goals. They had some chances as well, so they could have scored one and two. Um, but it's a fantastic strike in the end from distance that, that wins in the game and uh, that we have to focus now on the league you know we've got a, a real good shot at it and one point off the playoffs and yes we wanted to give everybody that, that Liverpool game including the fans and the football club but um, unfortunately we fell short today credit to Shrewsbury and we have to go again Saturday does it sting more because of the size of the prize that was an offer? Yeah, I suppose so. Like, I mean, we ha- I have to be philosophical about it, but it doesn't mean that I'm not disappointed when it happens. There's, there's shocks, if you like, in the FA Cup and over the two legs, Shrewsbury fully deserved to win. It wasn't a factor, was it, that they built it up too much? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we, we came in in good spirits, we came in confident. Um, I think that the boys like, can't pick out an individual that had a poor game in my side. Um, and there was a lot of good play. Unfortunately, we just didn't have the clinical edge today. And at any level, in any game, if you, if you don't take the chances, you don't hit the target, score goals, naturally. Do you think the one just before half-time that Fam had was a, was a big moment? A big chance, a big chance, a big chance one way square it to Fam as well. Bakes hits the post and a couple of goal last scramble second half, the right has a swing and a miss. And, Andy has a couple. Sometimes it goes like that, and uh, you've got to, like I say, stay focused and, and, and keep believing and ready for the game. Saturday. Do you think 
this will mentally hit the players. It's clearly hit the supporters tonight because they were desperately looking forward to Liverpool. And I'm sure you were as well. But will you need to lift them a little bit more? Do you think? Yeah, I'm sure I will. But it's my job to do that, and uh, I'll speak to the boys individually and you know, make sure they've got that the confidence. Like I say, because a lot of them played played well today. There was a lot of good individual performances. So. Um, look, it's a game of football and we've uh, got to score two goals because we're always at the mercy of, of somebody hitting a fantastic strike from distance. Thank you. Just brought in now. You guys, Jay. yeah, got some questions as well. Uh, a great goal, uh, a great game for Nathan, uh, uh, Dave, sorry, uh, <laughs> great game for Bentley. Um, just a word on his performance. Yeah, I thought Bentley was good. He had a couple uh, big saves to make. I thought Murphy was excellent for them as well with a couple of big saves to make. There's the save from Brownell, early doors was a fantastic save. And, um, and, it, and it's a game that there was quite a few chances for both sides, but we feel like obviously we have to be more clinical in our finishing. Yeah, there was some great play through midfield and like you say, it just seemed to be getting through and, and penetrating particularly in that second half. Yeah, um, exactly. And there was some good individual performances from our point of view. But listen, whatever you say at this point, inevitably Shrewsbury have got the win and they deserved it. They've gone through and best of luck to them in the next round. Focus now, of course, on Barnsley in the league campaign. Yeah, it has to be. Um, there are positives in terms of like, 19 games, one point off the playoffs to have a really good run at it and a really good go. And uh, we're going to need everybody to, to rally round and uh, make sure that come Barnsley Saturday against a bright, busy Barnsley side um, that we're rested, well recovered and, and don't lose an ounce of confidence. Some some written questions. How's Nathan doing? Not good. No, not good. Uh, hurt his groin. Um, again, it's another injury from Bakes. Disappointing how many times he's got injured over my tenure here. Um, and it's something that obviously we've got to look a little bit deeper at. Your initial team selection, was that based on some injuries, some of the midfield guys? Yeah, um, Hanna Masengo uh, wasn't well. Um, like a sickness and bug. Um, Corey Smith, dead leg. Um, Watkins uh, is here. Watkins out for a while, yeah, because of a calf injury. Yeah, so unfortunately this, this spell has cost us a little bit in terms of injuries, but that's why we need to do a little bit of business in the market, and hopefully we can. Word on the home side, did... Um Aaron Pierre, was he on loan? He was on trial, yeah, he was, yeah. And, uh, yeah, always seems to happen to us, stuff like that. But, uh, no, this is a good strike and, and he had a good game. Um, he was a, a strong, physical, dominant performance. Sorry, Lee, sorry, did you say he was on trial that? Yeah, he was uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah, you didn't yeah, sign A couple of years ago, no, didn't take him. Yeah. Just on Josh Brownhill back in the team today, Captain's Day, a bit of speculation about his future. Is, is he going anywhere? He's not, he's not going anywhere. I thought he was excellent today. I thought he was fantastic in his performance. I thought Adam in midfield as well was good. And there were some good individual performances. Look, there's always going to be speculation about our players because we've got a, lot, a young side, do you know what I mean? And, and any Premier League side will be looking at championship players that are under sort of 24, 25. But um, yeah, at this stage, you can never say never in football, but I don't envisage uh, any big sales. See the Arsenal website earlier? They, they put up something about. <laughs> no. Yeah. Why? What was on they, that? They had a picture of Eddie and Ketia with a sign saying on loan at Bristol City. <laughs> oh, really? No, I didn't see any of that. Okay. No. If you did see <laughs> that, is that, that is really true? Thing? Well, I didn't see that. I'd <laughs> 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 like say I've been preparing for a football match, so uh, yeah. I wouldn't have been looking at Arsenal. Can I ask if you've made any progress with Eddie and Ketia at all? Is, that, is, is I he don't know. To come to you I don't know. Like I say, it's somebody else's player, yeah. and uh, it's very difficult to talk about somebody else's sure. player. I'm sure there's a lot of interest in Eddie because he yeah. is a talented boy.
That was Lee Johnson's view straight after the match at the weekend. And and uh, should probably add, actually, just before we move on, there was an interesting little thing I wrote about after the match, in my opinion, that we were all due to talk to uh, Lee Johnson, all the assorted press, as you can imagine, for a game like this, leading on to facing Liverpool. It, it was a really... There was a lot of press there, a lot of media and uh, yeah, a lot of coverage given to the game. And I thought, thought it was a bit funny that we were all waiting to speak to Lee Johnson after the match. But he went over and had a very long word with Casey Palmer, who just happened to be there. And it was a, it was a quite an in-depth chat, nothing too animated. I was looking keenly at the, the body language of both, trying to work out what was going on there. And I think it was just a, a case of Lee Johnson explaining to Casey Palmer what... Um, where he could improve his game or, or just picking out one item from the match no problems there great to see both getting on so that, that's fantastic uh, of course we've covered this before I just thought it was a little bit odd in the timing why not do that in the dressing room why not do that away from all everybody watching on unless that was the point that everybody was watching on but I don't know for certain you'd have to make up your own minds on that moving on quickly to transfers Huge, huge blow last night, Wednesday night, when it was finally re- revealed. Remember, we did say earlier in the week we were going to hear definitively on Eddie and Ketia's future. We said 48 hours, a little, little bit longer than that. Um, and we've been told, actually, that Lee Johnson had even gone down to London on the Tuesday before meeting up with the squad on uh, at Shrewsbury Town on, on Tuesday night. So, yeah, our, our understanding was that there was a good chance of this happening. Of course, there was that whole hoo-ha with the Arsenal website, even displaying um, Eddie Nketiah with an image of the Bristol City badge. So, don't know what was going on there. Has somebody um, made a massive balls up at the Arsenal end or, or was a move very close? Our understanding is that a move was very close. So, this apparent U-turn, and it's because basically Mikhail, Mikhail Arteta wants to keep him in and there's several reasons why that has happened. It's because of the, the red card at the weekend for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. means he's missing for three games. There's some injury worries over uh, Alexander Lacazette. And also, chiefly, it's to do with Gabriel Martinelli, the young Arsenal forward. He's going away to the Bristol... Uh, Bristol? Sorry. Brazil under-23s competition that's taking place in South America. It's a a pre-Olympics warm-up event, so that's why he's away. And this all basically creates an opening for Eddie Nketiah there, and it's been decided he's going to stay, unfortunately, at the Emirates. Huge, huge blow for Bristol City, but they do move on to other targets. Mark Ashton explained himself to BBC Radio Bristol they had a, a handful of targets, five to six names that he was working on. And the very latest from the club is today is, as we've spoken to Dean Holden, is that nothing is close in terms of incomings or outgoings just at this moment. So, yeah, work to be done there. I wouldn't be surprised if something um, appears very, very swiftly in the next few days because time is running out, two weeks left of the transfer window. So the club has got to get a move on. And I wouldn't be surprised as if, if other moves are accelerated and we see some something happening. As to who, well, we don't have any particularly new names at the moment, but we can explain that Bristol City continue talks with Crystal Palace over Connor Wickham. That's our understanding. Um, Wickham is, has been a long-term target for the club. And if you remember, he even scored in the summer when Crystal Palace came and won 5-0 at Ashton Gate. Our understanding is that 
he is available for loan. However, just at this moment, no deal has been done with any championship club and it's believed that maybe Sheffield Wednesday are in the lead there. Uh, the problem for Bristol City is the players' wages are very high. I've been told that, that wages are a huge obstacle there. So it might not be that Wickham is, is able to be done, but there are other names. Um, we, we know that Bristol City do like Dwight Gale, as do a number of clubs. And for people, I've seen people writing that off completely. There's no chance of Dwight Gale coming at the moment. Yes, there isn't a chance because of the fees demanded. However, come the end of the window, there might be a chance of something like that happening because it might be the case that Newcastle are, are willing to, to basically come down a little bit on what they're asking for and maybe players' demands too. So I would say keep an eye out, um, it, particularly towards the end of the window, if nothing materialises, because you might yet find that Bristol City are able to snap up a bargain. We've ever, we've We've mentioned Scott Hogan before. He's another long-term target. If you remember, I think we reported that Bristol City were in for him this time last year. Sky Sports did too, I believe. Um, so, yeah, he, he's another one who could who could be on the move, likely to go to the Championship, available for loan. Aston Villa will be keen to see him move on. Jonathan Codger um, there seems to be heading to the Middle East, so he's not going to be going into the Championship. But yeah, Hogan, he's another one to keep an eye on. If we hear of any other names, then we will bring you the latest. I just want to uh, round off on one possible, well, actually a couple of possible outgoing ones. Sam Schmodix. Now, we, if you remember, we said the latest on him was that Huddersfield Town were keen on him, and then we were being told that... Um, the Terriers missed out on him because they brought in Emil Smith-Rowe from Arsenal. Thanks again, Arsenal. You've, you've not really helped us there whatsoever. And and what it means is basically Sam Schmodix has gone to League One. Now, this um, transfer has come about very, very quickly. We've got some details. It came about this morning, Thursday morning. Um, discussions between Darren McCansony and Mark Ashton signed off very, very quickly. He's, he's, he's gone straight over to uh, London Road and uh, signed up for the posh. Going to be on there for the rest of the season. Darren McCansony uh, revealed it on uh, the interwebs himself, on his social media channels. Um, we understand that there were some other teams actually in for Sam. A lot of teams in League One would have liked him, the likes of Ipswich, where he might have been keen to go because it was close to his hometown. Also, Blackpool, we understand, were, were very interested as well. But it's Peterborough who, who win the race there. He'll link up with Moisa, for, uh, formerly of um, Bristol City, of course. Now, some people have been asking about Ivan Tony, the... Um, Peterborough winger slash forward. Could he come the other way? Our understanding, we've been doing some digging on this, our understanding is no, that's not very likely. He is more likely to be going to the Premier League. However, there is some interest from um, uh, Brentford in him as well. So not expecting Tony to come this way, unfortunately. In terms of other outgoings, the big one this week was Josh Brownhill. Now, our, our understanding is that there has been a £6 million bid made for Josh Brownhill. We've been told that earlier in the week by one source. We have been told by another source, however, that nothing is close to happening on that. So, at the moment, as it stands, Josh Brownhill is going nowhere. And, in fact, Lee Johnson, earlier in the podcast, I asked him about that, didn't I, after the Shrewsbury Town. And Lee Johnson explained himself that he didn't envisage any big transfers this window. However, with all due respect to Lee Johnson, he hasn't always given us the, uh, I wouldn't say truth, but um, the, 
The, the correct answer, remembering that he did tell us one time that Thomas Callas was going to be uh, out injured for a game and then, lo and behold, was playing at the weekend. I forget which game that was, not so long ago. So, club saying one thing, we're hearing that there is a chance Brownhill may, may go this window, but if it does happen, it'll be right at the end of the window. Tying into that is what is going to happen with Joe Morrell. Liam Walsh, we covered that one. He's staying at Coventry. That's been uh, confirmed by at the Coventry end. Uh, Walsh is out of contract, which is a, a bit of a strange thing, in the summer. So it, it, it might be that Bristol City try and tie up Walsh to a new deal before then, or they lose him in the summer. And it might depend on what happens with other players. Chiefly, the likes of Brownhill. Now, Brownhill... We expect Brownhill to go to the Premier League. It's either going to happen this window or in the summer. We think probably more likely the summer at the moment. However, we're told that there's a chance it could be at the end of this window. And tied into this is, the, is Joe Morell's um, loan at Lincoln. Now, as it stands, Joe Morell, our understanding, is going to stay at Lincoln. However, it's not been confirmed just yet by either Lincoln or Bristol City. And the reason for that is because we believe that Bristol City are keeping it open to see what happens with Brownhill. They may lose Brownhill and they may recall Joe Morell at the end of the window. That's our understanding. That's one, one thing they are deliberating. They're, if you remember, Lee Johnson, always very good at keeping the, the fans... Um, up to date with everything at the club. He, he's very, I have to say, I do think he's, he's very good from that point of view. A lot of time for talking to the media and to the fans and, and he's honest with the information he, um, most of the time, occasional, occasionally as covered. Not so much. But yeah, basically we understand that there is a chance Brownhill could go and they will be considering this. Mark Ashton, Lee Johnson, will be, those plates will be spinning and they will consider that because it could mean that Bristol City get bring in a six or seven million pound fee or higher if 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 there's no buyout clause in his contract, um, which could be around six, seven million pounds, then it could be that the Burnley or other Premier League um, suitors might have to go up to a fee of around ten million pounds. And if that happens, then then it could well be that Bristol City reinvest that money in a striker and there and then we do see someone like Maybe Carlin Grant of Huddersfield, who who is a player we understand that Bristol City also like, and who might be available this window if a club was to pay around fifteen million pounds. Could Bristol City afford that now? No. Could they afford that if they sold Josh Brownhill? Maybe. So basically, there's going to be some interesting uh, few weeks ahead, and that's where things stand at this moment in time in terms of transfers as we see them. Antoine Semenyo, of course, is another one who we're expecting to go out on loan very soon. Covered this at the beginning of the week. It's either going to be Doncaster or Sunderland. Sunderland offering more money um, to Bristol City, but Doncaster Rovers probably offering more first-team opportunities. So we'll see how that one plays out. Just finally, to round off the podcast, we caught up with Adam Narge this afternoon. I still can't even say his name right, and we've just had 15 minutes from Adam explaining how to explain how to say his name correctly. Only Michelle Owen can do that correctly. She's going to be back in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, here's Adam Narge discussing all things Bristol City, and in particular his his uh, ankle injury he suffered from recently and where things sit in terms of uh, how the players feel at this moment in time in, um, regarding Bristol City's form. 
Adam, sorry to start with this one, and I know you've been asked this before, but how do you pronounce your surname? Because it's, oh, <laughs> it's very, very difficult for a... a, a I knew that I'm going to get this question, but don't worry, yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's probably for you guys, it's really difficult, because in the Hungarian alphabet, we got 42 letters. So this G and Y, it's pronounced together, yeah. So it should be uh, pronounced as nagy. Adam Nagy. Adam Nagy. Try it. Nagy. Nagy. Uh, something like that. <laughs> Say it again. Adam Nagy. 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 Yeah. Come on, it's not that hard. No. <laughs> because, because there's another Hungarian midfielder, isn't it, in the national team? It, it, it is uh, Dominic yeah. Nagy. Because this Nagy, as a family name, it's yeah. quite common, unfortunately. Then also my... Uh, uh, Adam, uh, Adam is, how do we call it in English? It's the first name, right? Yeah. It's also really common. So thanks to my parents, I have probably one of the most common uh, name in, in Hungary. What's, what's your favorite incorrect English pronunciation when you hear English people? Oh, gosh. Uh, what, what do you dislike? It, I mean, I, I reckon we should do like a video, like a one minute video, and uh, uh, which includes all the, the bad pronunciation, and then we could choose one. But it can be like... Naji is just so funny, yeah. It makes... Uh, can, can, some Lee, can Lee Johnson say it correctly? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. When he's angry. Yeah. Um, how's the dressing room at the moment, Adam, after um, unfortunate defeat, wasn't it, in the FA Cup? Yeah. I mean, obviously everyone is really disappointing, uh, disappointed. Uh, we were really down on the way, our, uh, on the way home. But um, yesterday we had a day off which uh, which was uh, i think important to us to to think about the game what happened there and uh, like but also trying to you know leave that behind because it's already in the past and we have to focus on the next uh, next game we have one point uh, from the uh, play uh, playoff so we have to focus on the next game and and just to make sure uh, uh, we get back on, on track and winning games, yeah. Was it a special game for yourself? Because it was in the FA Cup. Some, sometimes players when a boy come over and they like to play in the FA Cup. I know, I know obviously, the result and everything, but um, it, traditionally, the FA Cup has always had a big... Yeah, exactly. Like you said, uh, it's, it's probably one of the most historical... Um, I mean, it is the most historical, uh, uh, like... Competition, cup competition in in England. Uh, so obviously, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's for every every player, also for 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 people bo born in Eng uh, England. It's a big uh, and huge thing. So uh, yeah, it is. It was for me too. Yeah. How's your ankle at the moment? Because I think Lee Johnson said the other week that you might still have a little bit of pain there or something, or you did have some pain. Maybe. Uh, well, um, I mean, yeah, especially early when I. Uh, uh, back at time when I came back, I was uh, struggling with it, which means I'm, I had a little bit of pain, like uncomfortable feeling, but it's getting better and better. Uh, we did uh, also a scan earlier this week, which showed uh, like that everything is 100% fine. So I just have to increase uh, even more the work what I do to, to make the muscle around the area uh, stronger. And uh, I think uh, after that, if I continue the work, it's going to be 100% again. 
which is um, brilliant and I'm really happy also about the, the result of the scan. So I just have to make sure that I, I, um, I, I'm not gonna, I won't stop with the, with the work, what I do, balance work and, and stuff in the gym, because that's really, really important after a, an injury like this. Yeah, I think I think Lee, when he was talking about it before, he said there was an extra bit of bone or something in the foot, is it in, in the ankle? Is that yeah, right? it's it's probably uh, from an older injury. Right. The thing is, I can't even remember because it was uh, uh, probably it happened when I was uh, like a small uh, child, and uh, it made it really difficult for the ligaments to to heal because with this um, injury, uh, probably also the bone a little bit moved so it was really it was irritating the 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 tissues there the the muscles the ligaments and uh, yeah we 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 kind of thought about it also to to get it out but i think we made the right decision we also set up a plan that uh, if everything goes well we, i don't need an operation and uh, i can play freely and 100% again. Great stuff, great stuff. Um, how do you assess Bristol City's form at the moment? How do you think they're playing uh, currently? I think uh, we had a little bit of, um, how do you say, like a down set, like a downhill. Downturn. Like downturn, yeah. yeah, and obviously we felt that inside the, the changing room, we, we knew that. But those times show the the real character of, of of our team of our uh, indi individual players because when we are uh, like uh, when we having a bad performance or kind of like a bad series that's when we have to step up and stay close to to each other and um, by doing that i think that's the easiest and best way to 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 back to get back on track and and, and start winning games again and your own form? How, how would you assess that? Uh, well, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be really, really uh, critical uh, on on my performance because I feel like that's how I can improve and and like uh, to be a better player. I have to be critical uh, with myself, and um, I was a little bit also like. Yeah, kind of like set, said upset. I think upset the the right word because I knew since I I came back I came back from the injury I had a couple of decent performances, but I couldn't really show my best yet. And uh, yeah, which is obviously really annoying. But uh, I got everything around me, uh, which allows me to to do well and to improve. So I'm sure if I'm, I keep working hard, it will come too, yeah. Yeah, sure. And so not satisfied, but yeah. I'm trying to do my, my best, yeah. Fair enough. How, how are you enjoying the championship? Is it as physical as you thought it would be? When you, uh, when it's, uh, well, it's, it's uh, obviously I had an expectation, but, uh, but and I'm, I wouldn't say I, I was like miles of it. My, uh, far uh, far away from it, but it's 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 more quicker and more physical, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's just faster than I than I thought it will be would be. So I'm really happy about it, though, because it means that uh, I got everything. Also, like uh, the league gives me that like 
extra bit, which uh, why I'm I can be like a better player if I'm if I'm working hard, if I'm keep playing, uh, by, uh, by uh, game uh, game by game. So yeah, are you ever surprised by? Some of the tackles <laughs> in the yeah in the yeah t- no I was surprised a couple of times because the ref didn't even uh, uh, like uh, touch his uh, whistle but I would say it's uh, I kind of like it in a way I mean obviously when when I got a tackle and uh, and I feel like it's a it's a four which uh, hasn't been given it's a little bit annoying but after a while I I realized that it's it makes the game more enjoyable and uh, i think it's it's uh, for us for the players it's uh, it's uh, better too because uh, we come uh, like rolling over in the pitch and and wait uh, until the the ref whistle we we have to get up and and get back uh, the ball as soon as possible yeah, I agree with you. I think the referees forget to how to use the whistle sometimes. But um, are you enjoying Bristol? Are you outside of football? Um, uh, uh, well, I'm going to be honest. I, I was a little bit uh, not not depressed, but I, uh, you know, this the kind of like the... Homesick? No. Oh, yeah, kind of like homesick too. But coming from Italy to now we are, for example, talking about small details like weather, for example... I thought, okay, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be sunshine, but I can deal with it. But it's been, uh, uh, it's harder than I thought. Uh, and uh, now I'm, I'm, I reboosted my mind, and I'm trying to be really open because I feel like I'm an open person. But I, a little bit, I, tr- I turn myself like uh, I was so. How do you say this? Like uh, turn my back. And um, now we are trying to, with my message, trying to discover Bristol. And uh, don't really mind if it's raining or not. It's just, it is what it is. I have to deal with it. And uh, trying to, to go, not just cinemas, but theatres also. And trying to be like, uh, trying to discover London. The other, other day, like two weeks ago, we went to visit um, Stonehenge, which is for... Uh, Probably for you guys, it's boring because. Uh, but for us, it's it's kind of like uh, you know exciting because it's a it's a like famous. Uh, um, how do you say like monument? Mon- yeah. Mon- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm 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 starting to 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 enjoying it because uh, it is a wonderful city. It was just hard to me because I, I tried to compare everything with uh, with a different city where I, I used to live, which is a little bit silly because uh, uh, everywhere, if, if if you have to move, I think uh, if you're trying to be like open-minded and uh, you can find, uh, you know, your your stuff, what you like, you will uh, or you will like uh, in. Kind of like in every city, yeah. yeah. And you've invested in some umbrellas since you've been over. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first time I was, uh, I've been told that uh, if I'm a tough guy, I'm not gonna get an umbrella. But sometimes, uh, sometimes we need it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just finally, just on 
playing for Hungary and everything. I take it you you will hope to be involved in the the next squads. Obviously, there's an international break. I think is there in March and that. Uh, uh, how do you see, yeah. How do you see that going with with your national team? Uh, it was. Uh, I think it was a bad uh, like uh, three four months at the end of the year uh, with the with the national team. Not just because the result, but the the way how we played the. The performances, what we put onto the the pitch, it was it was poor. It was really bad, and uh, uh, our fans and also ourselves, we had uh, really big expectations that we had a really good chance to 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 make it out directly without playoff uh, to the Euros, but we couldn't succeed. And uh, I think uh, now. I'm really happy that we got a little bit longer break because everybody can like reboot their mind and and don't and stop thinking about the past that we we lost against uh, Vas that we lost against Slovakia so basically we lost games crucial games uh, where where if we succeed we would be already like out and uh, we have to start thinking about the the playoff and focus on uh, on that hundred percent. So, yeah, I was a little bit also down and sad because of that. But I think uh, obviously you can't live in the past, and it's especially in this scenario case. Also here in in Bristol City, we can't live in the past. We can't. Oh yeah, I don't know. For example, like. Uh, Two months ago, we beat Fulham. We can't. We have to. Every time, we have to focus on the next next game. It's it's really hard sometimes to take a, a loss. Uh, I feel really hard, especially with the with the national team, because uh, because it just. I think for every player, is just um, so important. Um, and obviously, I, I feel that also Bristol City shirt. It's also. Um, how do you say? Like, kind of, it's a heavy shirt, which means I, I've got a huge responsibility by wearing this shirt, and I, I, I want to give my best every single time. But I think with the national team, it's always uh, something special. Thanks very much. Oh, yeah, all good. All good for me. Just oh. today. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just one Generally, obviously, there's a possibility new players coming in. Do players look forward to that in the dressing room? Does it give you a bit of a boost if you know there's a chance that someone else can come in and give you that? Like, uh, well, I mean, I'm really trying to focus on myself right now, um, and I've really, I haven't really heard anything yet, not even in the changing room. So I think that's something what, uh, obviously, the, the management with uh, will deal with. But as a player, I'm always. Uh, I think if you want to be like a successful professional player, you can't hide from the fact that might be a player who is coming as a post rival uh, to the team. So it has to uh, give you like an extra boost, an extra motivation to work even harder and and trying to to do your uh, best on the games. Bristol City's finest Hungarian central midfielder there, and I do feel. Uh, that Adam has done pretty well of late and it'll be great to see him hit top form again as he recovers from, yeah, that ankle knock. So 
That's it for episode 106 of Robins on the Wire. Thank you, as ever, for joining us and listening to uh, my ramblings in particular, but also uh, some from other people as well. And uh, be sure to join us next week when no doubt there's going to be a whole lot more to discuss, especially as Bristol City look to recruit the strikers that will hopefully make the difference this season. Have a great weekend, guys. Robins on the Wire.